0: Hey everyone, I'm Tetsuo, if you're new to the channel be sure to subscribe, click on that notification bell and share my videos with family and friends. Before I begin, I'd like to give a shout out to Angela Vang, Getting Spooky, My Tao, Song Lee, Shane Moore, and my big bro Lang Vang. any one of you who are watching and listening to my channel, thank you again. This video was requested by viewers like you. So special shout out to Proof Yang aka bboy proof for requesting this episode. So if you have any topics or ideas you'd like for me to do, place them in the comments below and who knows you might get featured in my episodes. Now without further ado relax, and turn on your nightlights. Please enjoy this episode titled, Scary Funeral Home Stories, and more. Story One. I've written about my paranormal experiences when I was a child. To recall, I played in the attic with a little spirit named Tommy, And although I don't know if he was a good or a bad spirit, he was a constant spirit that appeared throughout my childhood, up until I got married and had my first child. When I was around 9 years old, I tagged along with my parents to a funeral for a distant grandfather. While I was at the funeral home, I got bored and decided to play hide and seek with the children there. I know, I know, bad idea. But at that time, I was only 8 years old, and wasn't thinking logically. I remembered we played hide and seek for about 30 minutes, and I was yet to be it. I thought I was so clever, because I was hiding in very inconspicuous places. Behind the doors, behind the couches where the elders were sitting on, and even in my parents' car. When one of the older children became IT, he vowed to find me since I've yet to be IT. I was excited with the fact that this boy called me out, so tried to think of the most secretive place I could hide. I decided the bathroom was a great place to go and headed downstairs to the basement section of the funeral home. Something kind of lured me down there, but I didn't know it at the time. Once downstairs, I noticed that there was a little lounge for those who were waiting for others in the bathroom. The bathrooms downstairs were a narrow corridor, and then there was a set of stainless steel doors that swung both ways. Upon pushing the doors, I noticed it was left unlocked and decided to go behind there to hide. Once I walked into the room, I noticed that there was a curtain blocking the rest of the room. The curtains had been drawn so that curious people peeking in the stainless steel doors windows would not see the horror that laid behind it. I rushed past the curtains to look for an even more clever spot to hide. When I stumbled upon the room that the deceased were dissected and cleaned and strategically positioned dead bodies were placed all over the room as if they were still alive. To my horror, there was an old man positioned with his belly down, ribs cut open and flipped outward, suspended on metal hooks from the ceiling. His arms were outstretched as if he was still alive and trying to catch me. His face was contorted to an ugly, hideous grin, and it was apparent rigor mortis had set in and he was laying in that position until moved. The old man did not have any makeup on his face. His face had a pastry gray parlor. His lips were purple, and there were a few bruises on his body. I tried to muster up a scream, only to let out a pathetic yelp. I was petrified. To my left, there was a beautiful blonde woman, who was positioned in a sitting position with her right leg crossed over her left and she was leaning on another stainless steel table with her right elbow propped up, holding a cigarette and smiling. This blonde lady, however, must have been prepped for a funeral because she had makeup on and her face looked like she was still alive. The only telltale sign that there was no longer any life in her was due to the gray coloring of her body. There was another man in the room, although he had his face and body covered up. He was laying on his back on a stainless steel table, not too far from the blonde woman. He had a white sheet covering his body, but I could see his right hand kind of hanging limp from the side of the stainless steel table. His color was also gray. This must be what our bodies look like after the blood is drained. I was so scared, I couldn't move. I think I must have stayed in that position for a good few hours because when I finally mustered up enough strength to cry and run out of that room, the other kids playing hide and seek were no longer playing and some of the kids already left the funeral. I would later find out. That I was in some sort of trance and was actually in that room longer than I originally thought. I ran around the funeral home looking for my mom before finally finding her outside where she was looking for me. She told me that they were closing down for the evening and that she and my father almost left me behind because they couldn't find me. I was sobbing uncontrollably and although I wanted to tell her what just happened, I was afraid of getting in trouble since I promised to be good if I got to tag along. That evening when I got home, I kept having visions of the deceased people that I saw in that room. When I went to take a bath before bed, I saw the beautiful blonde woman sitting next to me on the toilet while I was in the bathtub. Scared. I submerged myself in the water, in hopes that she would disappear. Unfortunately for me, that was not the case. I squeezed my eyes shut as hard as I could, and I counted to ten while underwater. As I was about to come up for air, I opened my eyes, and there on top of me, peering down on me, was the blonde woman. She was no longer beautiful. She had a very evil look to her, and she pushed me even deeper into the tub. I recall I was fighting and struggling with her, trying to get up to the surface for air, when suddenly it seemed like the tub got deeper and deeper, and beneath me was the old man and the other man with the sheets drawn over him, trying to pull me down. The tub went from being normal to a pool size in the blink of an eye, and although I fought hard, it was not enough to free myself from the clutches. Right when I could feel the life force draining from me, as if my soul was about to depart, the little boy spirit that I often played with at night, Tommy, appeared and pushed me back to the top of the bathtub, and the three deceased people that I encountered earlier vanished. I was gasping for air as I got to the surface and jumped out of that tub as quickly as possible. I didn't even bother pulling the stopper for the train, and I just ran out of the bathroom soaking wet, leaving a trail of water behind me. My mom must have heard me leave the bathroom and went for her turn to bathe when she noticed the water trail. She came to my room to yell at me for leaving such a mess when she noticed that I was huddled in a fetal position, sitting upright on the bed, crying. She asked me what was wrong and I told her about the game at the funeral home and how I was in that room with all the bodies. And then I told her about the bathtub incident. She immediately went to get my shaman aunt, who was also a neighbor in the duplex at the time, and lived downstairs. My aunt came upstairs and started sprinkling water everywhere, over me, in my bedroom, in the bathroom, the kitchen, everywhere except the attic where Tommy lived. She then tied a red and white string around my neck and said that they wouldn't bother me anymore. My aunt then says that when I went into the stainless steel room, I was disturbing them, hence why these entities followed me home. She said that these entities wanted to take me with them since I saw them at their worst, at the mercy of the undertaker. They were upset that the undertaker had positioned them like so and wanted to take out the anger and embarrassment out on someone and it just happened to be that unlucky victim. If not for Tommy, I think I might have drowned in my own bathtub that night. Miraculously, he saved me, but I'm not sure why he saved me, but I think It may have been because his older brother drowned in that very tub too. Tommy had told me in the past that his father killed both he and his brother. His brother drowned while he was pushed out the attic window. But I'll save that story for another day. When I was 10 years old, my mom had moved us to this huge house in Rochester, Pennsylvania. This home had seven bedrooms, a sitting room, three bathrooms, one huge living room, one huge dining room, and the biggest kitchen I've ever seen in my entire life. The day we moved into this house, I was bringing in a box to put in the dining room when I first walked on the porch. I got this sense that something was in that house. I took the box in the house and I felt like someone was in the room with me. The hair on the back of my neck stood on end. I dropped the box and took off running from there. As time went on, things got a bit strange lights started turning off and on by themselves the normal haunting you would experience in a house that used to be a funeral home yes this house was a funeral home years before we moved in after a month or so of things turning off and on we started hearing people not one but more than one Walking around in the attic, we heard something scratching on the floor upstairs in the attic, as if someone was taking a rake and running it across the floor. The attic door locked on our side of it, so we knew no one was in there, and we never unlocked that door. Then another time after that, my sister was taking a bath and being afraid of being in the bathroom alone. So I was in there sitting on the toilet with her when the sink across the bathtub turned on by itself. We got so freaked out, we went screaming outside of the bathroom. A lot more happened after that. It was like things got worse. My mom and stepdad worked, so they picked us up every day after school. We would go home to all the furniture being moved around. No kidding, the living room couch would be in the middle of the floor. We all thought that maybe someone was coming in and doing it. But why would they be doing it on a daily basis? Around the last month that we lived in that house, it was in the middle of the night. I heard someone crying. I opened my eyes. And there was a man sitting on my bed, holding his head. He looked, and it sounded like he was crying. I asked, Are you okay? And he disappeared. I told my mom about it, but she blew it off as if I was imagining things. A few weeks later, I came home with my mom freaking out. She was packing up the house. She said, I don't care if you don't know where we're going. We're getting the heck out of here. Something had happened to her to freak her out. She told me that just recently that she had taken the day off from work because she was ill. She was sleeping and woke up and then she heard sounds in the living room. She went in to check to see if someone was in the house. She looked in the living room and saw a man moving the couch. She screamed to get out and he disappeared. By the end of that week, we had moved out of the house. I tried to do some research on that house but only came to a dead end. Crazy enough... I still seem to move into houses that have things happen in them. I don't know if it's a spirit following me or I'm just attracted to houses with spirits in them. Whatever the case may be, I have not been as scared as I was back then. I hope it never happens again. Story 3 My grandma had just passed away, and today was her funeral. She was a very kind person, but never let a rude thing slide. Most of all, she disliked rude people. Most of the family members attended the funeral, as did I. After all the funeral rituals, we were allowed to see my grandma one last time. We just watched her. Gave her our blessing and moved along for the next person in line. Then my sister-in-law comes. As she was staring at my grandmother's face, she said out loud, Jeez, why does she look so unpleasant? She even looks like she's rotting in such a short period of time. After my sister-in-law made that comment, she walked on by later that night my brother and my sister-in-law slept at our house because they don't live in town and they decided to sleep in my sister's room as everyone was getting ready to sleep my sister-in-law alone heard super heavy footsteps like a few hundred pounds of meat pounding on the ground walking from the living room. She asked her husband, aka, my brother, if he hears anything too. No, he replied. She freaks out as it comes closer and closer. She yells at her husband to wake up and to check. Just as her husband stands up, the door slams open. Now. This is where it gets interesting her husband witnessed no one and nothing else in the room but what my sister-in-law saw was the exact opposite of beauty and perfection my sister-in-law said that the female entity's face seemed uneven as her face was about to fall off any second with a tongue hanging out as if it had no more muscle or control over it. Rotten fluids were slowly falling out of her mouth as this entity tried to speak. Her eyes were huge, as if she was looking for revenge and blood was gushing out of its eyes. This creature walks closer and closer to her face, as if she was expecting something from my sister-in-law. And then, very clearly... The creature slowly says, Am I pretty yet? Still, with its tongue hanging and pus running out of its face, my sister-in-law cried and cried, calling for help. Everyone in the house woke up and rushed to the room. My dad knew exactly what to do, because we have all heard what my sister-in-law said at the funeral. My dad then quickly tells my sister-in-law to kneel down and apologize. As she apologized to my grandma, this creature that only my sister-in-law could see, disappeared. Story 4 This happened to me. During my grandfather's funeral he died in March of 2012 he was a smoker his whole life and it finally caught up to him he died of lung cancer a week after he died we held his funeral at the funeral home on arcade Street in st. Paul Minnesota if you live in Minnesota you know which one I'm talking about That funeral home has always been creepy because the lighting is terrible. The bathrooms are super dark and just overall dirty. We were sitting on the ground, kowtowing to my grandfather, and I needed to use the bathroom. I told my little cousin to come with me, but she refused. She was too scared, so I went by myself. I was not scared because there was a bunch of people in the room next door. I was using the bathroom and I heard someone come in. I thought it was one of my cousins waiting to use the bathroom. Between the cracks of the bathroom door, I could see the shadow of a person standing there. No big deal. Again, I just thought that it was one of my cousins waiting for me to finish since There was only one bathroom stall. As I got up, I heard the person come towards me. However, it wasn't footsteps. It was more like flip-flops shuffling on the floor. I thought it was weird since it was raining. Why would anyone wear flip-flops, especially to a funeral home? I was about to turn the doorknob and get out of the bathroom stall. When I heard a loud sound like a cat meowing, it was so loud that I actually jumped and this sound seemed to come from everywhere in the bathroom. I opened the door as fast as I could and I looked out but there was no one there. I just ran out of the bathroom and left home for the day. I never returned to the funeral. I was too scared. I only went to the cemetery to bury my grandfather. Has anyone have any experiences like this at a funeral home? Story 5 This was a couple of years ago. My dad told me that they attended this funeral service for grandma. Well this funeral went on as a regular Hmong culture funeral. It was the first night of the service so they had to close the funeral home around 10pm. They rounded everyone up, cleaned up and closed the church and left. However there was a man that was left behind, stuck in the funeral. The man was upset from playing cards. He got sleepy and decided to lay on one of the long sitting benches at the church near the hallway at the back entrance of the church to rest until it got close to closing the service. He overslept. When he woke up, it was dead silence in the church. The lights were dimmed down to this soft yellow color where you can see everything but not that clear. He jumped up and slowly walked to the exit door. He then tried to open it, but it was locked. He banged on the door hoping that someone was outside and could hear and open the door for him. All of a sudden he hears a voice from the main church calling out, Hello? Is anyone, Is, anyone Is, anyone Is, anyone Is anyone here? 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 It came to the man's mind right away that maybe someone heard him banging on the door and came back for him. So he ran to the main entrance of the church and was about to yell out, I'm here! when he saw the corpse sitting up in the coffin, whispering in her scrawny voice, Is anyone here? She looked down on her lap and started playing with her traditional red and green sash and started complaining. My dear children, I thought we had this discussion already. I said I did not want to be buried in traditional monk clothing. Don't you children ever listen? This freaked the man out. He quietly crept off to the side of this shadowy corner and just sat there too afraid to move or make any noise. He then watched as the dead corpse got out of the coffin and complained about how hungry she was. She then started eating the chicken that was by the little table near the head of the coffin. She wandered around as the man watched in horror. Hours had gone by and the corpse seemed to have gotten tired. Then the corpse slowly walks over to the coffin and climbs in. The man notices that there was daylight shining through the stained glass windows of the church. He figured that it was now morning and jumped when he heard noises from the front door. As soon as some of the relatives walked into the church, the man cried in horror and ran to them. He then told them the whole story, but they didn't believe the man and walked down to the grandma's coffin. As they checked the coffin, the dead grandma was laying on her side instead of her back, and in her hand was a chicken drumstick. Story 6 My sister, Lisa, is a Marine and stationed in North Carolina. She left Sacramento in 2011. In the summer of 2017, she came back to visit Sacramento for vacation. One day, she went out to San Francisco with some cousins over the weekend. She got back home to the house on a late Sunday afternoon. The sun was almost setting and no one was home yet. She messaged our group chat to see where my siblings and I were at. My older sister told Lisa that we all went to an uncle's funeral and that Lisa should come because there were lots of relatives here that wanted to see her. Lisa then asked which funeral home, and my older sister said, the one on Florin Perkins, by the Army Base. FYI, those of you that live in Sacramento, my older sister meant the funeral home, the Moon Sun Memorial Services, in the Army Depot. Yet, everyone in Sacramento doesn't call it the moon sun memorial services everyone just says the funeral home the one at or near the army base so lisa got ready and left to the funeral home as i said before lisa has not been back since 2011 the funeral home lisa was actually going to was an old one and it was already closed she went to the old funeral home on Morrison Creek and Florin Perkins. This funeral home has the exact details as the Sun-Moon memorial services on Florin and close by the army base too. Therefore Lisa assumed that it was the old one that my sister was talking about. My older sister forgot that Lisa hasn't been back to Sacramento since 2011 and didn't know that the one on Morrison had closed already. As Lisa turned onto Morrison Creek, there were no cars parked outside the funeral home or on the big street, as there should be since it was the funeral home, and usually there are a lot of cars parked on the street. The funeral on Morrison is just a warehouse now, rented by Hmong people, but now no one uses it. It is gated, and inside has a parking lot, or you can park outside on the big street of Morrison. My sister then drives into the gates, assuming that maybe there might be cars inside the parking lot, but it was also empty. At this moment, my sister was having a frightening feeling. She thought she was hallucinating. She thought she got the correct one but wondered why no one was here. So she U-turned out of the parking lot, and before she was about to exit the gates onto the big street, she looked into her rear view mirror. She then saw a man in a green shirt, khaki vest, and khaki pants like he was going fishing across the parking lot. She was scared, but since the man did nothing, she just assumed it was a hobo. My sister drives to a nearby Chevron and called my older sister. She then proceeds to tell everything to my older sister. My older sister then gives Lisa a more exact location of where the Moon-Sun funeral home was. As Lisa got to the right funeral at the army base, she then felt more relieved. As she entered the entrance of the funeral home, She examined the pictures of the deceased uncle. This uncle wasn't really a close relative of ours, so Lisa didn't know much about him. As Lisa looked at one of the photos, the uncle appeared to be wearing the exact clothes as the man earlier in the closed old funeral home on Morrison Creek. At this moment, she was shook. She stayed for a bit met everyone and then left home early because she was scared. The next day she told my dad everything. My dad then performed a small ritual calling her spirit back and tied a string onto her wrist. After the funeral had passed and they buried my uncle. My dad had a dream that my uncle came to say sorry and that he didn't mean to scare or harm lisa lisa just happened to run into him as he was traveling to where he needed to be wrong place wrong time so please for everyone don't go to that old warehouse on morrison and florin perkins i think it may be haunted because of its previous use as a mom funeral home Thanks everyone for making it to the end of this episode. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the channel. I look forward to seeing you at the next one. Thank you.